Different Ways Revealing the Feminine by Seal, published in 2020. Chapter 25, Life in Negative Space, Part 1. He caught my eye in the cafe often because he appeared so engrossed in his writings. I love to see people captured enthusiastically by what they're doing. He stood out to me this way, interesting, bent over his paperwork, totally focused, and only stopping to get up to go stand in line for a refill on his coffee. Initially, he was part of the backdrop, the scene, at the local town watering hole, where all types of people converged over the scent of roasted coffee beans to watch each other and the world go by. Mill Avenue, Tempe, Arizona, was the center of my universe for a time. Hot summer, nights, and free-range humanity. I worked at the time at a little consignment clothing store with a bunch of delightful, hip girls half my age. I called them my buffalo girls. On this one occasion, they were excited about a band they planned to see, and they suggested that I go too. Actually, I wanted my son to go with me. It was an all-ages show, and I knew he liked live music. We shared that interest. He bowed out at the last minute, so I went alone to check out what all the excitement was about. It wasn't uncommon for me to go places alone. I often did. The music started up, and that is when it happened. The cat that I had seen out and about doing all the writing and scribbling madly at the cafe was in the band. It was like the first time I actually focused on him. He was on display in this case, performing. I felt as though I recognized him, and not from the local scene, from elsewhere. And just as that realization hit, my world was turned inside out. I was completely transported. The band played and the music ricocheted around madly inside of me, moving in me in a totally surprising way. I didn't understand a word of what they were singing about, and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. It was as if I had just grabbed an electric fence and I was frozen in place. There was something about his brow that reminded me of my father. Fixated, I was convinced he saw me staring and smiling. In my mind... He saw how I was lit up in awe over his familiarity, but later I thought otherwise. Damn, times had been slow for me, but I wasn't exactly dead, and I'm not a romantic, and I keep a distance from my drive, but I was slammed. Some sort of collision had happened there for me. It was clear this person was important to me in some way. That is how I interpreted it. At the end of the show, stunned, I made my way to the clutch of buffalo girls for some grounding. No one looked alarmed or leaned into me to light their cigarettes, suggesting, at least, that I did not appear to be on fire to any noticeable degree, despite how singed I felt. I formed a few words, found my feet, and went home, a total confused mess. My life until that night in 1992 was like a tumbleweed buffeted by 
random actions and reactions to the elements. Now, it appeared, I was snagged on a barbed wire fence. Every time I saw him, I had to remind myself that I really had not met him before. This was a tremendously confusing experience for me. The first thought was that I was in love with him because of the swoon, but I wasn't so easily swayed when allowed some distance. This was not my first rodeo and being carried away by my feelings. I was nearly 40 years old now. New questions arose. I felt a caution. Was I in danger and being prescient to the fact that I would somehow hurt or be hurt? I understood nothing, but my heart would not rest. It would not let me rest. It raged in my chest like a Category 5 hurricane. I didn't know it then, but I would hang there on that fence for years with the wind having its way with me, unable to disentangle myself from this experience. This person had a type of celebrity status, making things risky to my mind and my feelings even more suspect. Who didn't fall in love with a talented performer for a bit? It did allow, right or wrong, for me to snoop on his character. This was before the internet. I knew one cannot find the deep truth of a person rooting around in newspaper articles, but I read a few things that I thought interesting about him. What little he shared publicly made him even more intriguing to me. I listened to his music, but nothing resonated in me. In so many ways, his enigmatic personality played into this design perfectly, though I didn't realize it at the time. Perfection in these kinds of experiences don't reveal themselves easily. In my case, they didn't surface for decades. At that time, I saw that there was something different and sincere in his reticence towards the music business and celebrity. It intrigued me that he took it upon himself to maintain creative control of his work. He was different. There was something. My assumption on this research gave me a validation for my attraction. It wasn't so much that he was held as a conventionally cool musician about town, not what I considered an attractive attribute, but it was that he carried himself in a commanding way. He believed that people should do for themselves. He was strongly do-it-yourself. This resonated deeply in me in a way that I would not understand for years. Also, I sensed a kindness, but this is where I think I may have been gilding the lily and I was wandering too deep into making up a story in my imagination about him. This slide terrified me. At least I had that much common sense. He was so arresting, and, as near as I could see, we had absolutely nothing in common. In fact, it appeared he would just as soon snap off my head with a fuck off than talk to me, even if I did figure out a way to approach him. No, not a person who would be inclined to courting politeness or friending a shrinking violet, clearly. I never once saw him smile, not once. 
In some ways, this made me want to help him with that grief and feeling the way I was. I would have done whatever it took to find that wound, given the opportunity. The pull is very strong. He inspired me, and he scared me, both. It was a painfully perfect impasse. I'd had enough therapy to realize that we are drawn to people who speak to something within us in some way. I found out enough in my research, though, to realize I was seriously out of my league. Whatever was speaking to me was beyond me at that time. This encounter showed me that I had a way to go in understanding myself in the world. This little talk down off the edge with myself would underscore the trajectory of decades of my life as I journeyed in my own way with my feelings, a woman's way, a different way. My logistics were complex. I couldn't even be within shouting range of this guy without feeling as though I was going to have a fucking seizure. Anxiety or incitement? At the risk of missing the obvious, it was truly indiscernible to me at the time. Whatever it was, I was put through my paces personally. Mostly I tried not to think about him at all. That often failed. And no matter how this experience surfaced, romance, threat, long-lost sibling perhaps, some body memory from my bleary twenties, a nuclear bomb of a projection. But why? Every idea would hit a wall and slide back down. I was so smitten, I didn't tell anyone or discuss my attraction. While it was nothing compared to my spiritual emergence decades earlier, it was still too powerful to share with anyone I knew then. I was shocked. And also, I felt overwhelmed by confusion and pathetically vulnerable to any interference in the matter. Like an abusive situation, when I was around him, I would slide into feeling special in some new way of being. I knew feeling special was the hook. I felt myself blossoming into more of myself. I was losing what I knew was my footing. I felt I was pouring into myself to meet this man, which threatened me with a vibrational challenge, but I was not feeling welcome to it. Thinking I'm special to someone before I have any confirmation of that fact made me suspicious of the entire situation. I knew that from prior experience, that this was shaky territory. Could I really tell the difference between a garden and a manufactured plantation? No, I could not. All I knew was that I was in the woods. I had a very real situation at home that demanded I set a boundary. My son returning to live with me by choice after years of our being separated was of specific concern. After all he had been through with me, I was not willing to wander into any situation that was going to create my being unable to be there for him. This, the convoluted nature of the energy flow, my previous experiences with attractions and projections, and my blood-curdling cowardice stopped me cold in pursuing anything. A confused mess 
I kept the feelings and left off the man by forcing him out of my mind. I loitered for a while, however, I did. I sat and waited. I hung out at the café, keeping myself within reach, keeping myself in the path of positive outcomes when I thought he might be around. I thought, surely, if he was interested in me at all, or if I was supposed to be meeting him, he would have approached me, or something would have happened externally. Met at the door, in line for coffee, a dropped pen, shots fired, something. Absolutely nothing happened. I took this as proof that he really wasn't interested in me, and this was all happening within me. He must have been looking at somebody behind me at the gig when I imagined he saw me. Typical. He didn't see me. He didn't even notice me. I was delusional. This was my problem at every angle. In the end, this became obvious, but the end, it didn't happen for decades. Thank you.